This week's episode is brought to you by sodium chloride, the most trusted name in chemical compounds. Sodium chloride, of course you triple crit me. host and today we are talking about salt and etiquette in vanguard i'll we'll get to what that means in a second but uh why don't we go around the imaginary table and introduce ourselves uh, i play grand blue great nature and pale moon hi i'm trace i play oracle think tank and genesis i'm matt and i play uh daca dinos dimension police and uh speak a bros speak. and also black green delirium speak a bros <laughs> yeah Wait, what's Black what's Rain the... Delirium? Oh, it's a magic deck. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the few magic players out there, fan service. Um, so anyway, what I mean by salt and etiquette is not a sequel to Pride and Prejudice as much as that would be awesome. What we mean by that is uh, Vanguard, like any other card game or hobby that involves other people, there's a certain kind of like code of ethics to you know, interacting with your opponents, because this is a competitive game, as uncompetitive as it is. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, the, basically, there's just these, like, you know, kind of unsaid, you know, don't be a dick rules, and then on top of that, people get angry when they lose. So we're going to talk about how that happens and what you can do to prevent it. And just, we're, it's basically going to be that and a lot of stories of, like, there was this one time where I got double crit, that kind of thing. So, uh, starting off with Vanguard etiquette, do you think there are these rules that maybe aren't in the... Okay, there are a lot of things in the rulebook that Bushy Road gives you that, you know, you, you don't know until you go to your first tournament. So, can you guys maybe, like, talk about what a uh, new player should know? Like, Trace, do you have any examples? Uh, what new players should know? Uh, not really anything I can think of, actually. Besides, like, you know, it's going to be a little different than, like, a local tourney shop, especially. I was mostly talking <laughs> about locals, but uh, regionals, too. That works. Uh, Matt, you got anything? Yeah, so, uh, firstly, at, like, your local shop, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people you know, like, very, very closely. And you can kind of joke around more, with, like, more, a lot with those people. But when you're going to, a, like, larger tournaments, there's probably less joking around. Like, your opponents probably might find it, you know, make them think you're not taking it seriously where they might be. And kind of the baseline of, you know, the whole etiquette purpose in card games is that uh, you're a human and you should, you know, act like one. And kind of the other important thing is your opponent is also human and you should respect that. Like, your opponent is not this, you know, invisible, like, you know, it's not some video game boss that you can just trash talk. It's that they're, they're an actual human being. And that's something that uh, is very important when talking about this. Definitely, definitely. I think a, a, another thing that should be said is uh with th this like feeds into the salt topic is if you double crit someone don't rub it in their face if you get double critted you know it happens to everybody i think people mm. tend to forget that where they go you know you only won because you double crit me or yeah bitch and then you know and then they have that response to it so like it's it's just good to know that you know any isolated incident isn't indicative of the whole okay actually it is indicative of, of the whole game but the it it just shows that uh you know it, it happens to everyone everybody poops that kind of thing everybody gets critted uh one important thing about uh about you know bad beat stories as i will call them uh and this comes from an article by uh, brian demars on channel fireball which is a magic the gathering site but this article i think applies to many other card games is that bad beat stories 
firstly, has zero value to the listener. The the listener gains nothing from listening to your bad beat story. Bad beat means like, getting crushed or crushing someone. Or? Yeah, like you know, you let's say you get like you know you get like triple crit in a tournament, right? Yeah. You're, the listener is not gaining anything from you telling them you got triple crit in a tournament. Like they're like, okay, you know, you got random, you got variants, and you lost. Okay. And all it does in retelling the story is going to make you more frustrated, right? I, uh, this is this is part of it. It's kind of like you think it's like kind of like displacing your anger, but it's really not. It's in fact just kind of targeting it and building it up. And secondly, uh, you're basically just trying to justify why you deserve to win. Mm. Like you're like you're basically saying, yeah, you only beat me because you double crit me, right? You're basically you're basically just trying to justify why you deserve to win that game in this game of variance, right? So wait, does that <sighs> does that mean this week's topic is a bad thing to talk about, or? No, no, no. I think it's uh, I think it's actually really good to talk about about. I mean, this is this this could serve as a really good um, education on why that these are not helpful and maybe maybe not the correct thing to be doing. Yeah, true. Well, what I what I mean by the stories, which we'll get to later, is mostly just like, things about like people getting their comeuppance or. You uh, know. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I think. Uh, I think it's okay. I, I think there's like some benefit to saying it in the sense that you know it kind of happens to everyone kind of mm-hmm. thing. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's it's not something that if you want to you know feel better about the game, it's not something that's going to help you do that. Yeah, I feel like that that's a reason that people quit is not not just with like the day to day stuff, but there's always like a new mechanic where someone sees that and then they go, I'm out. I can't deal with it anymore. The times are changing too fast. Like uh, a bunch of our friends out here, like they, they saw strides and they were like, I can't, I can't fucking do it. I'm out. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and then that actually happened to me with Legion where I saw Legion. I was like two, va- two cards on the Vanguard circle for shame. And then I, I left and then I came back because, you know, I, I, I made a lot of my friends in Vanguard and I didn't really have any other place to make friends and, so it, 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 I just came back, and I, I think the way I came back into Vanguard, where the idea of what strides were kind of settled, I didn't really have as much of an adverse reaction to it. I was more like, all right, I guess it was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh has an extra yeah. deck. This is close enough. I mean, they got to come up with something new, right? Yeah, with power creep yeah. and... What are what are things that people do that annoy you just like in in like day to day or the match or whatever? In a lot of matches, mm-hmm. the thing that annoys me the most is people don't actually show me their trigger. What do you mean? Like they'll just flash it and add it to their hand. Oh yeah. And so, I'm like, I want to know what that card is, and they just like keep like really quickly show you. It's like really frustrating. Yeah. Well, like for me, it'd be like uh, if they take too long with their turn, even though it's like it's A or B, the choice. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, let's say like they they just want to play one card and they're trying to decide between this or that and they take like a minute or so. That's it's like way too long for one decision. I've been playing a while, so I kind of understand my deck to like what needs to happen or what I need to do in a certain situation. So if I can't do it, I'll just do make do with what I have really, and then I'll just play shit down. Yeah. Well, I think part of that and, is. Usually the people who are really careful about that are either they're like super meticulous anyway, and there's not much you can do about that, or they have had a run-in with the rule shark, which uh, to those of you who don't know, a rule shark is somebody who attempts to nitpick every little thing you do in an attempt to get them like a win or, you know, get ahead without actually like playing the game. Have you guys had any problems with that before or? 
In Probably Vanguard? when I started, Real Sharking hit me hard, and I was like, oh, man, well, that sucks. I now realize that. But it's like it's a mistake I made. Now I can learn from it. Matt, you, it doesn't necessarily have to be Vanguard. It can be Magic or whatever. Uh, whatever. In Vanguard, I've not really had that problem, but I think I've just become really accustomed to how things like so in, Ma in magic people do this thing a lot where like draw their card before untapping mm -hmm. and in vanguard if you do this people claim that you know you don't get to understand your vanguard some bullshit right yeah but um in magic it's not actually the untap step is not a thing you can forget so mm -hmm. it, it just happens yeah. but what really annoys me about when people do this is when they draw their card before they untap it kind of skips a phase or skips like an, a timing of a phase yeah and so basically it means if i have effects during your upkeep i have no timing for that yeah, it's it's pretty frustrating, but I've not really. I mean, I've kind of taught myself to go through the phases in Magic, so Vanguard wasn't really that big of a change. But I have seen people try to rule shark other people in a large variety of ways. I'm listening. <laughs> I mean, mostly about you know the standing Vanguard thing. Oh yeah, stuff like that. And I've, and I've tried to like you know tell those people like just stand before you draw, dude. Like give yourself a minute to think if it if necessary. <laughs> you know, like or yeah. not a minute, but you know a couple seconds. I'm trying to think if there's some like very specific stories I have that I can remember. Uh, nothing, nothing like specific, I guess. Just yeah, mostly me, that stuff. Me neither. Another thing that uh, goes into the whole uh, etiquette pile is fucking shower. All right. Th this tends to be a problem with card games, and uh, it was when I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh. It was a big problem there, where people would just go to regionals, just wouldn't fucking like you know go find a hose or anything. Just no deodorant. <laughs> I I get that like sometimes people travel a long way from regionals, but if you stay in a hotel, hotels don't a shower. I I don't know if it so like in uh, in Pokemon there's an ability called stench, which is uh, if you hit them with a physical move, sometimes it'll cause them to flinch. I guess they saw that and they were like, that's a great idea. So like they're thinking that their stink is gonna like cause you to not think straight, which uh, occasionally it worked, but I I would never tell them that. I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, like, um, I forgot who it was. I think Vanguard Central did a video about etiquette, which uh, I, when I asked people if they were, you know, up for recording on, uh, you know, the other Nexus Tour members, a lot of them were just like, fucking Vanguard Central did it first. I'm like, I don't care, all right? <laughs> a lot of people did podcasting before you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm, I'm not new. Like, how... Simpsons did it. Yeah, Simpsons. <laughs> um. <laughs> Another uh, salt thing is uh, certain support for clans causes, you know, salt within the community. Um, well, that's true. Oh, yeah. That was especially true, like, a while back with Vanguard. Yeah, like, like Royal Paladins, Shadow Paladins, and Kagero's were, like, the only ones getting support for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, actually. Like, every single set. Yeah, it was pretty frustrating to know that. And, you like, they're, they try to other clans something, but it wasn't enough to make up for, like, the huge gap in support. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of clans are still pretty guilty of that. Pale Moon, all all of the stuff that we're getting recently is just freaking garbage. I'm so disappointed. That's not to say we suck, but we're like B tier. In any case, but but then you look at clans like Gear Chronicle who are like you know support every set, support every set, and good support every set. <laughs> it seems like they felt guilty about like all the other clans. Like oh, all the, all the other clans didn't get any good stuff before and then they're like well dear chronicles missed out on you know 17 sets of stuff maybe we should you know give them a hand but they gave them too much of a hand yeah now they just have their own set you know. <laughs> clan booster more like it good card art <laughs> trial decks just everything and, you know a lot of their and they have like just a lot of silly cards also so 
Yeah. Well, I like mean, that's, like like that starter. Oh, a TikTok worker. Yeah, that card's nuts. Yeah. Do you think there have been like certain clans that have gotten stuff that have just caused the kind of salt where, let's say, you the person flips up the starter and you're just like, ah, shit, I gotta play against this. Uh, I don't have that problem because like. I've gotten to that point where I stopped caring about like BS in card games, so now I'm a pretty happy man. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. You've turned into uh, what's it called? You, you you've turned into the Big Lebowski, <laughs> Vanguard's version of Big Lebowski. Just don't let anyone pee on your rug. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. There's still sometimes where I'm just where clans get support, and I'm just like, why? Like, Shadow Paladin is already, like, really, really strong. And just every time they get more support, I'm just like, for what purpose? <laughs> like, <laughs> do they even have space for this? Does it matter? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when uh, with uh, with Great Nature, this isn't necessarily as true, but I saw that uh, in Tech Booster 2, they had Magic Colony, Murakumo, and Great Nature. I'm like, okay, first two, great, because they kind of suck, and then... Like, Great Nature has already been topping tournaments here and there, and it's certainly appreciated, but, like, OTT or Narukami needed that more than we did. Narukami is so bad right now. I know. I mean, it's just like, you might as well just play Kagero. Yeah. Would anyone even remember Narukami if you mentioned it to them? <laughs> I, th I think there would be some people who are like, what's that? Oh, that clan. Or something like that. I think people just remember Vermilion or Brawlers, and that's it. Man, Vermillion's pretty good. I like that card. Yeah. I think it's been it's become kind of an era of disappearing fields. So it's stuff that like capitalizes on you having a full field just isn't as good anymore. That's got that's that's gotta be uh, pretty salt inducing to be like this was the case with uh with our friend Justin when he was doing Overlords. Because I'd be playing him with Pale Moon and he'd be like, Alright, I'm gonna kill wait, there's nothing to kill. Shit. And then the next <laughs> turn I just pull out a field and then beat his face in, and then it goes in at the end. And then, then they then they had Denial Griffin and, you know, Titan and all that stuff, and then now, he, now he's a happy camper. Although he, he sold everything because money. That, that's another thing where a lot of people get angry when, when they get rid of a card, and then they release new support for it, and then just stuff spikes. Like, the secondary market was a disaster for a long time, and still kind of is, where, you know, someone will go, hey, here's a picture of somebody that's going to be in the next set. Hey, that looks like this other thing. Then they go buy the other thing, and then put it back up for like forty dollars, and people buy it. And then yep. you just plus one. Uh, one issue that I want to bring up is a lot of people complain about like prices of cards. Yeah. And it's important to remember that owning these cards is not a right. That this is, oh, I could buy a PS4, but I want to spend the money on it. Oh, you don't get a PS4, right? Like mm -hmm. it's it's the same kind of thing, right? And so there's not really much point in getting super upset about the price of cards. It's just what people decided they want to pay for it. Hmm. Actually, that, that's uh, that, that's pretty a, a good mantra for like the next topic, which was like how to deal with salt. Do you guys have any trace? I know you're like all Zen now, but like, are, do you have any like <laughs> tips for you, you know when there's just like something that like just gets you super pissed or you know someone okay, double crits you? Vanguard, in Vanguard, if you get double crit or triple crit. You shouldn't be mad because literally almost every player will be running 8 to 12 crit no matter what mm -hmm. because they want to win. They want to be as competitive as possible. So you get double crit, triple crit. Okay, you lost the game. Play a new one. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that is that is one thing that's that's kind of frustrating though. Is like it's best of ones. It's yeah. Just like I don't know. It just feels really bad when you get triple crit and it's a best of one. It's just like, well, I don't get my run back. Uh, like the like a run back. Like you know, don't get to like play again. You know. Oh yeah. You, you know what's even worse is if they like, if they beat you like that and then you still have like twenty minutes left in the round. So you're like, let mm-hmm. me play another game, and then and then you the deck you know goes how it normally would, and then you win. You're like, uh. A follow-up to this is that if you do win by, you know, triple critting your opponent, you should not just be like, yeah, I just kind of crushed him, you know. Yeah. No, no, you, you triple critted. And, well, I mean, what we say is uh, we, we just say we sacked, and it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, we know it's either a double or triple trigger, and you're just like, okay. Yep. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually yeah. brings me to a, to a teak where – I don't know, because um, th- I don't know if the listeners out there know about the whole Timmy Johnny Spike thing, which I didn't know about until Matt told me, where Timmy just wants to get big monsters out and they don't, he doesn't care if he wins or loses. Johnny likes to make creative decks and then Spike just wants to win. He doesn't care what it is. To the Spikes out there who play 12 crit, don't be a dick. Like, Atik was, he, like, I was playing against him with and he had Time Leap and he, you know, triple crit me and then thought he, like he was just being like yeah i won can you can you just not be an asshole about it like i'll can i lost i get it but can you i i i, I think i'm getting frustrated yay yeah that rare salt i see yeah exactly <laughs> although sometimes you can use salt to your advantage where if the guy's trash talking you before the match starts or during the match and then you, you get all angry and focused and then use that to beat them like i was playing against a guy in a tournament i was using great nature and he's using uh the blaster engine mlb and he oh, rushes me was... pretty early and he gets me to four uh, to five and this is before i even get my first stride turn and he said so where's that big hand great nature is known for because i like three cards i was like oh you done fucked up so uh the next stride turn i i managed to Get him down. Get him to four damage. I heal one, so we're both at four, and I had nine cards in my hand after that. And then the next turn, I like weather the storm, and then flattened him with the mana arm turn. I don't know. There's just something so satisfying about proving someone wrong. Uh, I think the issue with that is it's it's very dangerous in the sense that kind of anger and focus work in opposite ways. What do you mean? Like when people are very angry, they often become a lot less focused than they would normally be. Uh, it's just they start thinking of. How do I, you know, outplay my opponent instead of just making simple, simple good plays? Like the best plays are the ones are not like really necessarily very complicated, and that's something that uh, I mean, there's being cute, and then there's you know trying to out like outplaying your opponent and it being too cute are a fine line. Too cute? What do you mean? Like it's just like trying to be too fancy, I guess, and not just making the best. Play. I wasn't trying to be fancy. I just wanted to win. No, um, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it worked poorly in your in your case. I'm saying yeah. that there is a uh, it can easily go wrong. I, I think this this just tends to be a thing because uh, I think spite is one of the most powerful emotions that humans have. It, it mostly just comes from the fact that I, I I grew up in a house of women and there's a lot of you're wrong, men are stupid, that kind of thing. So whenever someone tells me I'm like you know like what's up now bitch like my, my first thought is like i will crush you <laughs> i mean it's it, it's possible that the the same thing could have happened by you just like kind of not responding looking at him like maybe even you can even like raise your eyebrows slightly and then just like ignore it 
Like that 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 could have probably had a the same or more detrimental effect to your opponent. Is what I'm saying. I guess the 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 initial reaction is hard to prevent. <laughs> the, it always is. What you do what you do after is the the important part. Trace, you never I mean, you, you never seem to fly off the handle much, do you? Uh, no, I'm I'm a pretty quiet guy actually, unless I'm with my buddies. Yeah. Because then I have lots to talk about. Although, if, if there's anybody who just can't have a good time, it's our it's our friend Dominic. How <laughs> great I have construction going on down like, that side. Sometimes it looks like he's having a good time, but he just puts up that 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 farce where he's just like, "No, don't touch me." <laughs> Yeah, what is the deal with people like that, do you think? I don't know. It's kind of like a dry humor. It's funny, but, like, you don't, you can't really tell unless you, like, think about it. I don't know. I mean, Matt, you, you seem like you're able to keep your cool, though. If you lose, like, six games in a row, then you start cracking. Yo, man. Uh, yeah, so I get so normally, like, if it's, like, an like isolated incidents are, like, not that bad. Because it's like pretty, like it's pretty pretty easy to write off to like variants or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever it's like starts consistently happening, it's just real. <laughs> it's like, why does this like? How does this not happen to my opponent also ever? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to be fair, you have some of the worst luck I have ever seen, listeners. Uh, we, we have this thing where we 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 call it Barber's Law because uh, Matt's last name is Barber, where the more copies of a card you run the less likely you are to draw it during your game and vice versa. Cause he, like, he, you know, you play dimension police and you run 10 grade threes and then run into zero of them. And <laughs> I've missed grade three rides more time with that deck than the other deck. I think. Yeah, exactly. And then like, you know, <laughs> by, by contrast, I, uh, like I run one copy in, in my grand blue. I run one copy of three star chef Petro and I, I've like ridden him more times than I ever have for grade two or just like every game. Okay, great. There's there's like uh, these common events or the event you think is most common just generally will not happen. Just I mean there are a lot of possible events, right? And so mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to get better about this, of course. But uh, so, sometimes I'll, I'll like count I'll like figure out the probability of this you know this would happen to me, which is a very bad decision. Never never choose to do that. What figure like, out probability? Yeah, because what's the point, right? It already happened. Yeah, never, <laughs> never tell me the odds, kid. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was playing in some tournament, some magic tournament. My opponent was at like two. My opponent was at two life. Yeah. I was playing a deck with a million different burn spells in it. Yeah. Or and I could have also drawn any creature to kill him. And then I just um for seven straight turns drew land. Oof. And I was like, hmm, what are the odds of that? And then my opponent was like, good game afterward. And I'm like, no, that game was not good, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely upset. I was I just like. And then he, like, starts telling me a sideboard strategy, and I just said out loud, I cannot control myself. And this was very bad of me, so don't do this if you do this. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, no, th- that's that's another <laughs> thing for etiquette. Don't be the guy that goes, you know what you're doing wrong, kid? No, don't. All right? I just lost. I am not, I am not in the mood to hear about what I should have done. I mean, obviously, people should reflect on what they could have done better. Yeah. Like, if you lose, like, you shouldn't focus on what you can improve and not, like, the randomness part of it. Like, there's so much part of the game that you just can't fix because it's, you know, random. Yeah. And if, if you're, and if you're, if you, Vanguard has lots of more randomness than other card games. Uh, yeah. This is factual. And you just focus on what you can improve. Like, oh, maybe I should have guarded this way and this way, took this, and then, you know, that may, you know, there's always like slight improvements you can make. And for guarding purposes, you think about how many cards you're spending. 
or what you need guards for later, aka heal triggers and perfect guards. I mean, you, in this, of course, you you need to take your opponent's capabilities into account of you know what what their clan does normally or what what they can do. Yeah. And sometimes in some situations, you just have to not play around stuff. Like let's say you can't beat an opponent's stride, right? Then you should play in a way where you just pretend they don't have it. What do you mean? Like, so let's say you're just dead if your opponent strides like some card, right? Like, you're just dead. Yeah. Like, you know, let, let's say it's like, uh, what's that What's that Link Joker guy? Uh, Chaos Universe or Amnesty? No, no. Amnesty. Let's say you're just dead to an Amnesty or something, right? Yeah. Your opponent's going to unlock all your stuff and then kill, and kill you or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's say you're just dead to this card. Then you just push and just hope they don't have it, right? And maybe you can live through like weaker stuff, and you know maybe you're just like, okay, I'm gonna pretend I can live through, I can live through this, but I can't live through this, and I'm just not gonna pretend I can't. Uh, there's a, I mean, if your opponent doesn't have a way to stride, then, or you know, this can happen. Uh, we've all yeah. had hands full of triggers before. Yeah. <laughs> and zero plus zero is apparently zero. Yes. Uh, you know that that gives you an out, right? So yeah. there's always like the small percentage chance of winning, especially that's why people don't generally concede in Vanguard is because there's always a small percent chance you can win the game. Yeah, and the information you're hiding is generally not important. Also true. I I have a I have a better example for for right, that cool. scenario. So so in Pale Moon, all of your cards typically go back into the soul at the end of the turn. And in Shadow Paladin, there's a card called Phantom Blaster Diablo, which when it attacks, if you don't kill off two of your units, you're not allowed to guard from hand. Period. So knowing that they have that, I have two options, or three now. I can either Play abnormally and call stuff from hand uh, to, you know, keep things on the field to kill off, which ultimately is pretty stupid because it is inflexible for what Pale Moon does. I can, you know, go ham and try and kill him before the Diablo hits the field, which is, you know, usually the strategy. Or recently, if I have heal triggers, I will keep them in hand specifically for that Diablo turn so I can go, all right, G-guard, and then I'm safe. Safe-ish depends yeah. on the what's happening actually. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I'm. Uh, it, it's not a good matchup still, but it's just you know what I can do. There's not. I think you're safe if you have two heal triggers. You're probably safe. Yeah, which tends to happen a lot. I double G guard a lot, no matter what I'm playing. <laughs> you remember this from yesterday? I was playing Trace yesterday, and we were with our other friend Jesse, and it just it kept happening. Like every few games or so, just drop two double G guard on your big stride. On, like, the dirty yeah, and I was borrowing, borrowing a deck. <laughs> that was pretty fun, actually. Yeah. But yeah, there's just no use getting worked up over something that you already know you have a bad matchup against. Actually, th- there was a there was a dude on Reddit who got all uh, it all worked up about uh, last week's episode about the Oracle Think Tank, where, where we were talking about bad matchups, and then he had this like six paragraph rant about. Actually, he didn't bother to make new paragraphs, so it was one fat paragraph that should have been split up into, like, six. Where he was like, you know, the, these aren't bad matchups because blank, blank, and blank. I'm like, I don't know about you, but for the way mechanics work, yeah, it's still a pretty bad matchup. Uh, I read it. I For the most part, I, I agree with the guy, but then there was a lot of things that he said were triggering me. Like, there was, like, cards in uh, Oracle Think Tank that were, like, bad and stuff like that. I was like, dude, like, you kind of, like, contradicting yourself here mm-hmm. by saying cards are bad in your own clan, right? Mm-hmm. And it's my clan, too, so it's like, really? <laughs> they, they should... They, I, I think the word triggered should be reserved for us. 
I think, and not, and not social justice warriors, because it, it's a pun in the Vanguard context. Oh well, yeah, like just to, like, like he went off. Yeah, I don't. I don't, <laughs> he went I don't off on that Reddit post. I don't think that's like uh, terribly fair. I think uh, there are situations where it's not where it's where it's needed, but actually, we were talking about this last night too. We we had an idea for uh for the Nexus Core YouTube channel. Check that out. That's where a lot of content is. But I had an idea along with Trace and uh, once again Jesse for. Uh, there, if if anybody out there watches Phineas and Ferb, there's a song uh, called <laughs> "Busted," where where it's like two girls are singing about like uh, how they're gonna like because you know it's the daughter of the mad scientist and like the daughter of the mom. Who, they're like, you know, I'm gonna expose your lies, that sort of thing. So we had an idea for like a parody song of that, where it's just some guy who's like freaking out because there's new support for a set is gonna be busted. Busted. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how I would begin to. Uh, you know, make the music for that, or you know, record because I don't have a good uh, pop filter or anything. But I still want to make it happen. Um, it's more you need like um, music programming software stuff like that. Yeah. Because like you can start layering stuff and like do all these like special effects on your like your layered tracks, whatever you have on the track. I'm sure I can find like a um, like an instrumental version of the track and then just sing over it. <laughs> that that would be easy. Sure, I'm sure there is one, but yeah. I might be wrong about that. Yeah. Well, part of it is uh, trying to get Richard, the the guy who does he edits all the videos and is therefore uh, you know the boss. Please don't hurt me, Richard. To <laughs> to agree to this because a, a lot of ideas he's like that's stupid and just won't <laughs> take a chance on it. But this is gold. I'm I'm salty that he doesn't like it. So. <laughs> but Richard doesn't like podcasts in general. No, no. I, well, he says it's fine, and the the best thing is since this is my idea, and it, it, it's me executing it that he can't touch it. But I was talking about just the the busted song. Oh, all oh, the parody yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, actually, he didn't say anything technically. Uh, our our other friend Gabe, he he just said no. <laughs> like, just in reply, no. I know. That's it. Yeah, Gabe's that guy. <laughs> He's a contrarian. Um, that's another thing that, that really annoys me is people who they'll see like support for a thing. They're like, oh shit, this is going to be the, the game's broken. We're done. I'm out. This support is. Yeah. I felt like that a while back with what? Like, like, oh, this is stupid. I'm out. Like it was mainly due to like Royal Shadows and Kagero's being supported too much. I was like, I'm done with this game. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, my clan has virtually nothing. Okay, I'm totally gonna have fun. <laughs> I think it's ironic that of the two clans you play, the one that has less support and is generally thought to be the worst one has topped in like the modern era more than more than Genesis, which hasn't topped at all. But that might just be the numbers well, game. Yeah, it is the numbers game. Like if you go to official tourneys, if you ask around how many Genesis players there are, you'll find like three. <laughs> You'll find three, so it's just more like nobody's playing Genesis. That's why. And how many and how many hundreds of people are, are at this tournament? <laughs> like uh, local shop, you'll find your average twelve, right? And then if you go to official tourneys, you'll be like hundreds. I'm not sure on yeah. which the exact number is. Pretty ridiculous, though. We can say with pretty high confidence that like less than five percent of people even play Genesis. Yeah, poor Genesis. I really like their aesthetic and stuff. But it it is a good clan. Like it's just like. Everyone's more hyped up for like the night clans because like that's what everyone's been playing 
since back then, probably. Yeah. Right. If it's got knights, yeah. if it's got knights or dragons, it's broken. Your dragons are pretty good, I hear. Do you guys have any like good stories of of salt or like seeing someone lose their shit? Um, it's not like in a single story. It's more like what happened last time I went to an official Bushi tournament. It was a Late team tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it was a team tournament. So, we our my team literally got halfway through the tournament, and then uh, what happened within it was uh, every single game, two of us on the team, we would win by double or triple crit every single game, and we were just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> That's funny. So, so, you, so you basically it's just like a trail of salt, like yeah. And then uh, the, one thing I remember was uh, like one of my last matches. Uh, my opponent, he won by triple critting me, and he was like, GG. I'm like, okay, yeah, GG. Shakes hands, right? He said something like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Like, uh, like, yeah, like told him that crits are, like, everywhere, though. So it's like, yeah. Like, they should, they should, uh, shouldn't be in this game, crits. And then, uh, I got very upset because, like, then if you think these shouldn't be in the game and you didn't want to use them, why are you using them? It was that kind of thing, where it's like, what? Why? You just didn't know the answer to it, and yeah. you didn't want to question it. Was it my my first round of uh, the last team tourney? I was playing against a guy with Nova Grappler, and I was using seven Cs. And the guy I was playing against, he, I, I go for like my big push, and I hit him to six. He miracle heals, and then I, I still have some attacks left, so I did some more off. And the drop, he drops his whole hand. So, so yeah, he drops his whole hand. So I'm like, okay, so he can't come back from this next turn. And lo and behold, next turn he draws a stride fodder, and then I'm I'm still at three because I rushed him pretty hard. He goes attack, and then I was like, fuck it, I'll just take it. And he goes crit, crit, crit. And then luckily my two teammates managed to win, but it, it was definitely one of those things where I was like, god damn it, dude. Skillful. Another thing is uh, one time I went to a tournament and uh our friend jared drove us and he hadn't played vanguard before so we went to a diner and richard and i taught him how to play an hour before the tournament started and then we go in and he wins his first match against this guy with uh with revenger shadow paladins when they were like super expensive and he was using like 40 dollars spike brothers deck the guy was, was not the break ride legion yeah the guy was not happy <laughs> It, it can be pretty frustrating when you lose for the person, like uh, you know, reading their cards as they play them. Yeah, he's like, wait, <laughs> and then, and then he kept, and then the play mats there had like you know trigger zones and stuff all mapped out, and they like told you what each thing did. So he has to keep referring referring to the the thing, and then, <laughs> that that was probably not a fun day for the Shadow Paladin player. <laughs> but hey, new player, new tourney. Yeah, you can't really expect too much from him. He'd make the Shadow Paladin player like really upset. But, you know, you spend, you know, whatever that deck was, like $500 or something at the time, get beat by some Spike Brothers player who's, like, reading his cards. Yeah. <laughs> it probably feels pretty bad. <laughs> love it. Love every part of it. Matt, I have a good one about you. So, uh, <laughs> salt stories. Before GBTO 5 came out, uh, Matt used to play Narukami, and he had Gauntlet Buster. Four, oh, four copies of Gauntlet Buster Dragon. And we went to Frankenstein, which is a very popular... Uh, collectible show here in uh, Southern California. It's basically like a swap meet for nerds. That's the best way I can describe it. But we went. He went there and sold them off for five dollars each because they weren't really weren't that much. Twelve hours later, they revealed the stride for it, and then it shot it to like twenty. 
Dang. Yeah. I'm th- I'm thankful that Gauntlet Buster still sucks. Yeah. And uh, Narukami is still terrible. That's true. Um, this decision not really regretted, but whatever. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I uh, I had a similar thing with Binoculus Tiger. So when I left the game, I I gave my great nature to Gabe, and then he upgraded it to the Big Belly stuff for me, which was nice of him. But when he came back, he he. He gave me the deck, and it had Sleepy Taper, which was a common... And it had basically the same effect of Binoculus Tiger, which when it attacks Vanguard, you can pick a rear guard, give it plus 4k, and kill it off at the end. And it had Resist. So I was like, oh, this is much better. So I sold off my Binoculus Tigers, and then about a month later, they reveal Mike Saburo, which allows you to search a grade 3, which made Binoculus Tiger better again, because it allowed you to get you know, a grade 3 search, and you needed to have it on Vanguard Circle for that. So now I look like a filthy casual because I don't have, uh, you know, binoculars tigers, even though I've been playing Great Nature since BTO7 tier. It's actually it's actually relevant now, too. What, uh, Great Nature? No, having specifically binoculars tiger because it works in Vanguard. Yeah. I'm glad that that just Great Nature in general is viable. I um, I, I turned it back into Fox Chat Noir, and it, it is so much better than, mm-hmm. than Big Belly, in my opinion. But that's me. Trace, do you have any other, uh, like, you know, I got rid of this card and then it shot up stories or anything like that? Uh, I think mine was the exact opposite. I had, like, um, it was a Pale Moon card. Purple Trapeze? I don't trapezes. remember what it was called, but it was, yeah, it was Purple Trapeze. I found it in my comments box in, like, this 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 format and, like, uh, oh my God. you know how the, like, the, the price was, like, $40 per <laughs> copy. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Yes, please. I would have immediately sold it off, but my buddy needed it, so I gave it to him. Yeah, but then, like, holy crap, that moment you just find $40 in your commons box. <laughs> a lot of them I forget, like, soon afterward. That, so. that just shows how chill you both are. Like, I tend to hold grudges. Like, I had this thing where I was, uh, like, on, on campus there's this security guard where he's wearing, um, he, he's got, like, a like hipster handlebar mustache and, like, pointed beard. And he, he rides around on a Segway, so he looks like the douchiest person ever. Well, anyway, so I, I was uh, driving near the University Village, the UV, and I crossed a crosswalk, and the pedestrians had just started to cross on the other side. So they were nowhere near mm-hmm. me. And I went, I, I like, you know, went into the parking garage, and the guy followed me in his car, in his his on his Segway. Nice. <laughs> like, all the way up the parking <laughs> garage. And then he's like, hey, bro. He, like, he gave me this long lecture about, like, how I shouldn't, like, cross a crosswalk when there's pedestrians in it. I'm like, idiot, they're on the other side and a car is faster than a human. I didn't say that to him. But now I've been plotting since, like, July on on how to get some sort of revenge against him, even though he's a security guard. And I, I'm a sad person. <laughs> like, moral of the story is just, just let shit go. It's not worth your time. <laughs> He'll be much happier. Yep. I know, but it's just kind of fun getting the, your, like your little petty revenge. Like you know, where's the hand you're known for? Dead. Or... Revenge is a very bad business. You could watch Phineas and Ferb. There was an episode where uh, the scientist Doofenshmirtz he's like getting petty revenge against his childhood friend. Does everyone except me out... watch this show? What? <laughs> Does everyone except me watch this show? Yeah, I mean, I I, I watch an episode every now and then. The music. Yeah, is pretty but like. Good. Uh, the... The outcome of that was um, he found out that she did that out of love, and then (laughs) 
somebody else told on him, and then he got denied, re- rejected hard. <laughs> was the childhood yeah, friend? So, that, was a girl? I take it. And it was like, yeah, like right. he could have had a working relationship, and wow. he got shut down hard, Aww. especially by that other girl <laughs> that came in. <laughs> oh, poor Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, but like that, it was more like it was pretty much his fault for holding that grudge forever. Yeah, I, I think there's I thought, like old sayings where like you know like revenge is like a snake or whatever. Like while you're while you're killing it, you get bitten yourself or something like that. Yeah, like I mean, he couldn't have known that it was out of love, but like because like the, the girl, the entire child, did you would splash water on him? Yeah, for no reason. So that's kind of like why are you doing this to me? So like yeah, he couldn't have known, but it is still kind of his fault. I guess. I mean, so, sometimes revenge is nice though. Like. I don't know. There's an episode of Gravity Falls where Dipper finds out this like secret about like this pompous rich girl that are that like. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then at the end, he's like, "Should I tell her and like ruin her perception of herself?" And eh, fuck it, and tells her, and then she she's like, "What?" And then drives off, and then he goes, "You know what? Revenge is kind of underrated. That, that felt pretty good." So I think there was an episode uh, in Gravity Falls where uh, they go mini golfing and then they see each other again. He's like, yeah. "Hey, Pacifica, how's that?" Whole, uh, your family is a sham thing. I don't know. I but, mean, uh, uh, yeah, being rich kind of like ruined the, the moment. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, it's perfect. Money makes everything go away. I'm like, oh my goodness. I I think there was a study done. I think money buys happiness up until like I think sixty thousand dollars, and then it levels off. I think it's more like struggling to get what you want is pretty pretty nice, because then it's like honestly you're happy because you finally achieved this goal. I feel disconnected because I don't watch any of these television programs. I'm sorry. Do, do you watch <laughs> Do you watch any television programs besides BoJack Horseman? I mean, occasionally. I watch Stranger Things. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Is it any good? Yeah, it was pretty good. You should. Uh, it's only eight episodes, so, and the episodes are 45 minutes. But you know, whatever. 45 minutes. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it's like it's supposed to be like an hour long, I guess. But you know, whatever. You know, Netflix commercials. What are those? Who knows? That's true. It's not I like not, not like Hulu with their commercials and shit. Yeah, but Hulu has the entire Rick and Morty series. Rick and Morty's pretty great. Yeah. We we were watching that last night. <laughs> I'm Mr. Meeseeps. Get but the yeah. strokes of the game, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bottom line is that, like, the salt is not helping you. And if your goal is to improve, the salt is in the opposite direction of that. Take that as for what you will. Take that as what you will. And just don't be a dick, please. Yeah, your opponent yeah. is human. Your opponent is human. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah, and and no. just just because they're playing like the thing with the, you know, you know the, the newest support, get mad at the support, not at not at them. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know, I I got over that with uh, with Gabe who plays Angel Feather because I have now have a grudge against Angel Feather. Well, I I guess that's about the end. Do you guys have any last words? Nah, not really. All I right, think we no. all pretty much said everything. Yeah, even though that kind of went all over the place, but eh, fuck it. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with that. All right, until next time, <laughs> I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Trace. And have a good night, everyone. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and to, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. 
Uh, you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-I-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VGNexusTour, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.